0: Hey Forging Fury family, welcome to 2020. This is Michael and Riley coming at you. We've got some big plans for 2020 for the podcast. I know you've got big plans for your lives, we've got big plans for ours. Riley, what are we doing?
1: We have launched a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Forging Fury. And what is that going to do? It's going to give you an opportunity to join our Forging Fury family, support what we're doing. You know, you love this podcast. We love it. You want to be on our team? You want to be on the Forging Fury family? Kind of hop on patreon.com slash Fury and, and join our
0: sticker gang. What's going on with the sticker gang? For some reason, for two guys with faces for radio, we decided to create stickers with our heads on it. So we got bobblehead stickers um, that we're making available. You can put them on your cups, your computers. Anywhere, Really? your
1: spouses, whatever. Yeah. So what that's going to do, that sticker is going to kind of be kind of a token of our gratitude for you helping us out. We are in a position where this podcast has just taken off. We've not even been a year in and it's going to take us to a whole nother level. Yep. Dive into that a little bit more, Michael.
0: Yeah, we have lots of plans for 2020. We uh, we want to expand uh, the content we're bringing to you. We may get into some video content, uh, more drop-ins at mm-hmm. other gyms. We'd yep. like to do some traveling outside the state of Arizona if possible and just kind of spread our message to more people and just hear more stories. 2020, you guys, come support us. Go to patreon.com slash forgingfury to yes. join the sticker club.
1: Hell yeah, love you guys, mean it. You're listening, you're listening, you're listening, Michael, what's going on? Good to see you, man, to the Forging Fury, Forging Fury Fury podcast. I love this
0: music. Pretty much the best thing I've heard all day. Thank God we got rid of that old music.
1: What's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley, and on today's episode of the Forging Fury podcast, guess what? It's just me and Michael. What together yeah. in one room? Yeah, we're 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 dedicated to give you guys a little bit more content with me and Michael in the new year. So get used to it, Jack. What if they don't like us? What well, if they
0: just call? What if they listen because
1: of our good interviews? Well, well, we're gonna balance skip a, this one. Just skip yeah, no, this don't, one, don't right? skip this one. Listen <laughs> to it. But we're gonna try to in twenty twenty give you guys a little bit more balance of content with me and Michael and a little bit more interviews as well. So. Yeah, so that's twenty twenty in a nutshell. A little bit of everything. Yeah, we got some big things coming in twenty twenty for you guys.
0: So today we got a topic that you have been wanting to talk about a little bit for a while. Oh yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people would like to hear hear
1: about it. Yeah, Why don't so you, uh, introduce it. We do a lot of talking, or well, me personally, I do a lot of talking about being a good coach and being a you know a crossfit coach, and that's my life, and it's been my life for the last maybe seven to eight years now. Wow, I am getting old, but I want to talk about today is how how to be a good member. How to be a good participant in a gym? How to be, you know, in a CrossFit gym, how do you be the best member you can be? So when you're not on staff. You're not a coach. You're no, talking about the members. Who I'm taking my the coaching hat off and now putting my athlete hat on. How do I be, how do I be a member that my gym wants? You know, Are you going to use me as examples of things not to do? Because I've been a member, of, you know. <laughs> well, there's some kind of some do's and some don'ts, and we want to take you guys through here and maybe save you some face and like maybe help you out on your journey in your CrossFit gym. Well, let's start with do's. So
0: it's, it's 2020,
1: so we want to stay. Start yeah, with positivity. Positive. Let's positive. go with positive. What's something that uh, a good member will do? First thing, I think a good member will communicate well with all the members. So talking to everyone in the gym, making everyone feel comfortable. So. I would encourage everyone in the new year to make that extra effort to talk to a new person. Or if you don't know someone in your class, like speak to them, like learn their name, learn their favorite vegetable. I mean, is, is, is that Asking too much of people,
0: or a lot of times maybe just partnering up with someone because a lot of times during the the strength workouts you partner us up, and I usually have my go-to guys. (laughs) Yeah, we'll
1: switch it up in 2020. And I understand. I've talked to some folks, and they that's their time to be with their friends. Like maybe that's an hour of the day, but just just including someone that's on the outside of your circle and bringing them in, like that means so much more to them. Like that means so much, and honestly, just kind of. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see and to do. Like, why wouldn't you want to have more friends? Yeah. Like, you know, bring, bring someone from the outside in and, and that's so rewarding to me personally. And it'll create more of a positive culture in general in, yeah. in the gym, which is, which is a good thing. And so. It's almost like a, like, um, like a magnet. Like if you bring someone in, then they bring someone in. And now we have this huge community of people that love each other going back and forth, spend holidays and, you know, hang out with each other when they're not at the gym. Like that, 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 um, Positive energy is so magnetic. I, I have to hang
0: out with these people now.
1: Well, you you can you <laughs> hang out with me a lot. So know, that's cool. Um, yeah, just be just be a little bit more welcoming, or do do you know a do in the CrossFit uh, gym world is just be open for communication and and talk to new people. I, I think that's a very important thing. Yeah, I love that. Yep. And I,
0: if you're new to a CrossFit gym, you're probably not going to be the one to do that, but if you've been around for a few years and you're well established, mm-hmm. that's that's your job. We're challenging you to do that. And
1: if you're new at this CrossFit gym, hey, I don't know if people are very aware of this, but your body language will indicate how people approach you. So if you're new to a CrossFit gym, like be open to communication, like come like you know, don't be sitting in the corner all scared and like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body language will dictate the interactions you have. So be aware of that on both sides of the spectrum, the people that go to the gym and the new people in the gym, just be aware of your body language and how that kind of sets the vibe. I love it. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Ooh! Oh, that's nice. I read that on a bumper sticker. (laughs) Oh,
0: great! Just kidding. No, I didn't. All right. So, what's another positive thing that a member can do that would be? Mm,
1: I would make them a good CrossFit member. I would think to be a good CrossFit member, you would you know just listen, (laughs) listen first. Uh, I always say two ears, one mouth. Um, From you're going to be one of your coach's favorite members if you do if you're a good listener. Um, And I know this is a place. Uh, cross the gym is like a modern day bar where people come to talk and fraternize and but there's a time to kind of focus and there's a time to play um i'm still kind of speaking with my coaching hat on a little bit here (laughs) you can kind of feel it in my tone but uh listen first you know listen first and communicate with your coach openly i think we can kind of tie these two together if you have an injury or like previous injury history like the communication with the coach uh to kind of know where you are on like if you have an injury like hey my shoulder's bothering me like because as a coach, I want to know that. Like, I want to know if you have a nagging injury or a previous injury that could restrict you from doing any of the movements. But if you don't tell me, I don't know. Right. So we can go through this journey together, you and I, where I say, hey, like, hey, you're telling me about your shoulder. I'm like, well, what? how does it hurt? Like, what bothers it? What can we avoid? I want don't want you to be in pain. So communicating with your coach about, like, a check-in with your body. Just be like, yeah, I feel great. I can't touch my toes, but I feel great. Right. Yep. Do you think, do you think, um, do you think that that communication is like, is easy, like as a, as a member? You're saying communicating, like starting the
0: communication yeah, yeah. rather so, than coach asking you something. Cause I think mm-hmm. if a coach asks you something, it's easy to respond. But if you've, if you've got something specific you need to address, you know, I think. It's the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Is there,
1: a, is there a setting where that's intimidating? Like, you wouldn't be willing to tell the coach, like, hey, my knee's
0: hurting. It depends on who you are, I mm. think. I mean, someone like me, I wouldn't have any problem talking to And I
1: coach. hope not. Let's clear the air there. If there's something bothering you, your foot, your toenail, your eyebrow, like, I want to know. And the goal is to not have you in pain. Right. The goal is to have you feeling great. So if we need to change the workout, change the strength piece, change anything, like, I'm willing to do that for you because – you know, we need to keep you healthy. Yeah, and keep your eyebrows healthy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right?
0: Because you said eyebrows, so. Yeah, I mean, know. if
1: your eyebrow hurts, man, you got something going on. That'll lay you up for a long time, man. Yes. Um, more dues as a CrossFit member. Can I add a do here? Yeah, do a, it. This is a do <laughs> that's
0: actually something that uh, I've been confronted with that I need to be doing Ooh. better. I didn't, Okay. We use at our gym beyond the whiteboard to record our progress, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a message from Peter, the owner of our gym, that I am at the top of one of the lists when they did uh, like a search on <laughs> the people who log their workouts the least, <laughs> and I'm at the top of the list. I'm the most inconsistent of inconsistent at logging my workouts. So mm. if you've got some way to log workouts where you you know it's a leaderboard, whatever it is. Throw your name, throw your time, throw mm. your reps up there. It's been a lazy thing
1: for me, mostly. I just haven't done it, and uh, i I didn't realize that was a big deal, but well, I mean, CrossFit is something that's like empirical data, like it's measurable observable data like with that tracking kind of component, you can tell where you're going and you can tell where you've been and if you're getting better, if you're getting worse like I mean, I know it seems tedious at times, but like that that data is is like you can't dispute that. Like numbers don't like men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. Right. Like you can you can use that data to help you, and it can hinder you at the same time. Yeah. But having it is always real. Like numbers are real to me, which like I enjoy sometimes. When at least with money, (laughs) Uh, not really trigonometry or anything else like that. But like that data component of CrossFit is is kind of what makes it great. Yeah.
0: And if your gym's offering a platform to kind of track your progress, beyond the
1: whiteboard, all free for all Fury members. If you're not tracking you're lacking. Yeah. And I think it's
0: probably a good indication of how my year of 2019 has been. It's just been kind of an inconsistent year if I'm being honest. So I will work on 2020 on
1: logging. Well, more. we're working on that already today. We're in 2020 now. All right. Well, I'll log today. Yeah. We started two weeks ago though. That's right. Yeah. But I'm starting today on, okay. on the logging. Okay. Cause I can't go back two weeks. Do track your stuff. And another thing I would say do is ask your coach questions like, I told, I said I was taking my uh, coaching hat off, but I, I've put it back on. Your coaches are there as, as servant leaders. We are there to guide you. We are there to help you. We are there to do all the things that encompass fitness. And that's ask about sleep, ask about nutrition, ask about training, ask about different lifts, like questioning, like getting your questions in. Like we are there as a, like a resource, a lifeline to you guys. And if, if we're, if you don't ask us questions, we can't really help you. I can only do so much, but. I mean, maybe that's something I will focus on in 2020 is opening that dialogue more, opening the door for questions, opening the door for reasoning. Some people love to know why we do stuff and some people are like, I just want to go and right. do but I think it's important that that line of communication is open. So you like questions?
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> do you like the question of after you've just explained the rep scheme, someone goes, "Hey, what's the rep scheme?" Do you like those no, kind of questions? No,
1: and that kind of grinds my gears a little bit. <laughs> that goes
0: back to listening, right? Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, with a good flow of communication, communication goes both ways. Yeah,
1: and, and then I have to just get off my horse and be like, "Hey, this is for you guys." And if you didn't hear, I'm sorry. I'll repeat it again. But after the fourth or fifth time, let's let's get let's let's be honest.
0: I always like walking up to you and just teasing. Reasking the same question and you always kind of act like you're shocked that i didn't listen but i always listen i'm just messing with you so. no that's
1: the worst joke ever let's leave that joke in 2019 there's a couple of you at the gym that do that and it literally makes me want to you know cry a little bit okay yeah so I, do, so you don't
0: appreciate the humor you just want to cut me
1: i, I mean it, i might get violent with you okay <laughs> so do duly ask, noted ask your coach questions like that is a huge resource that in 2020 that you guys can utilize a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'm open for all communication.
0: All right, so we started with positive because, you know, you have to start positive, but there's yeah, also yeah. some things you should not do, and it's yep. just easier to start with that, right?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, these aren't major things, but like, you know, these things can help you from looking like a gym noob. Let's, yeah, let's start with that. <laughs> let's, what's something that a new
0: person at the gym may not know? not to do and then we'll go into things that like you know the veterans still do that they should know better but Mm.
1: so i think the first thing is like you know listen to instruction be be open be open for that uh making sure that you kind of keep everything i always say keep it light do it right like when we're learning our new members are learning these foundational movements it's important that we grew, like, grease this groove, like learn this movement pattern perfectly, perfectly, perfectly before we start to get too heavy with the weights. Like I always like that is my kind of MO as is uh is learning these movements the right way and coaching you the right way so I don't have to reteach that movement later. So when I when I coach my new folks, I'm always very adamant about let's do this perfect and now let's do it perfect a thousand times.
0: Right, so be okay with doing a lightweight yes. as, you, as you get warmed well, up and stuff.
1: a lot of these movements, especially the Olympic lifts, are like your body learning Chinese. Like you're, you're learning a new language. Your body's learning how to move in a, a different way, and I think you need to give your body grace and give your brain some grace of learning something new and then trying to make that perfect. Okay. Like because you learn something in five minutes. Like some people have been driving for 10 years and aren't good drivers. You know, like so that, that kind of same concept is like let's learn it right Let's oh, so we don't have to circle back and redo it again. Yeah, so, California
0: drivers, we're looking at you. <laughs> well,
1: I I don't know, man. Everyone on the West Coast is a bad driver, pretty much. Um, but yes, being uh being open to learn the basics, I feel like be open to uh to feedback and be open to learn is important for our newer folks. I don't see very often that
0: people seem to be resistant to that. Mm. Maybe and you, you, look, I'm only in the gym one hour a day. You're in the gym many hours a day, so. Do you, do you feel like that's a common thing?
1: It's sometimes when people come in with a little bit of fitness background, it's like, well, I've been lifting at blah 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 gym for three or four years. I know all this stuff. It's those Invictus guys, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm dude, just cut that out. <laughs> uh, but like, or like, no, just coming from a Globo gym, like coming from yeah. like I've been going to Lifetime. I've been lifting weights my whole life. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, okay, that's okay. You have that background. That's awesome. You may know how to move your body. You have some kinesthetic awareness. But the way that we teach these things is is they build on each other. Like a lot of the things are progression. So if we learn this first thing right, which may seem mundane and very simple, we need these same kind of fundamentals to build off of it. And if... You ever think that you're too good for the fundamentals? You're wrong. Like circling back to that PVC pipe strict press. Like oh, you like oh, this is so silly. Like why would I ever practice this? That is like if you can't do that right a hundred times, then you don't deserve to get a barbell. That's in my a my my mindset at least. Right. It's like yeah.
0: if you can't hit a layup, don't be shooting three points. Exactly.
1: That's what's wrong with these kids trying to shoot like Steph Curry. You can't even dribble with your left hand. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, being open for feedback. Uh, and then I would say. Um, you know, be with that same thing with the technique with the lifts is being okay with a uh, lesser intensity at first. Understand that Rome wasn't built in a day. Like we need to gradually build that intensity. That's probably the biggest difference between working out at whatever gym you've been at and working out in a crosser gym is that intensity element. We need to be very careful. That is like uh they call it, the Kool Aid. Like you have to be very, very careful in the beginning because you can be put off by that. Like you hop into a crosser workout, never doing cross before, like. your body goes into shock. Like that intensity level is the most important thing to monitor as a, as a first, like first kind of comer and a first CrossFitter is like, you play too much with that intensity in the beginning. Number one, you may be, you may injure yourself Two, You're going to be super sore. And number three, like that, those two things can alter your experience. Like, Oh God, I went to CrossFit one time. and couldn't walk for three days. Like I'm not going back. So just be, be mindful of the intensity, be mindful of the technique. Like, All of those things, like, we can get there. We're going to get you snatching 100 kilos. We're going to get you doing Fran in sub three minutes. But it started at Fran at 10 minutes, and it started with a PVC pipe overhead squat. So all of those things just have to be built through time.
0: What about the flip side of that? Do you have people that come in and just don't give the amount of intensity they need? Like, it's it's on the bottom side there have been days when i've come in and i've just been like i just don't have it today it's
1: a constant struggle for me as a coach to be like hey like let's turn it up a little bit like you know go try to gas them up a little bit and go a little bit faster but i don't know what's going on at home and like there's certain elements that i can't control is like i can do my best to kind of meet you where you are and kind of like check in with you as a as a coach to athlete and be like hey where are we today how would you sleep like try to try to get a little bit of from them
0: but how do you how do it's up to us to regulate Mm. Our intensity. So, how would, how would you tell us to do it as, as mm. members?
1: I would say just, I mean, as cliche and hippie as this may sound, but listen to your body. If you start going, if you start like the first two or three minutes of this AMRAP, like it feels like garbage. Like, don't go for it. Like, just go through the motions and, and, and like go at that 80%, 70% and just move. Like, your body's going to respond to that kind of lower intensity, uh, a lot better than you think. A lot of people love that intensity and they do it more than they need. Mm-hmm. Like their body is is not ready for that intensity all the time. Like when you don't feel it, don't go for it. Like that intensity factor is is huge. Right. We don't need to run into a wall as fast as we can every day. Like that's not good for our bodies, our brain, the way our body kind of like uh recovers and our brain recovers. Like that's not healthy. Like you're going to just keep running that gas tank super low and you can't run a car on a quarter tank of gas all the time. Right. So eventually if you keep revving that intensity up all the time, bad things are going to happen. Overtraining injury, just uh fatigue, like not having fun. Right. Like that's a, I mean, in the past, that's what's happened to me. It's just, I'm not having fun. Like that's enough for me to be like, okay, I got to take a step back. This isn't fun anymore. Right. So, yeah, so my my members or anyone that's really listening to this, like if, if you're not feeling it, don't go for it. But I'm not saying sandbag every workout in 2020, but I'm saying become more in tune with your body and have, how you know you feel. If you feel it, go for it. And that's cool. If you feel it most of the week, go for it. But if there's that day that just something doesn't feel right or you don't feel whole... Take it down a notch. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. So let's move to equipment. How do we handle equipment? Oh, okay. Because I know so, this is a big pet peeve for this, a lot of gym yes, owners. a lot of gyms. And coaches.
1: Uh, is uh, There's a couple of things, and I w- we'll kind of move this into a category called gym etiquette. This is going to help you uh, be a good member, I think, is is taking care of your equipment and, and making sure that you're not the guy that messes everything up or a lady that messes everything up. But there's a couple of things. Um, I would say, number one, don't drop any of the equipment. That includes barbells. That includes dumbbells. That includes kettlebells. Like, uh, in the words of Peter Edged, that's a dollar a pound or two dollars a pound. Right. So every time you drop anything in here, and some people, some things are more expensive than others, but, and you dropping it one time, Michael Gray, may not be a big deal, but if 10 people drop that, that dumbbell a day for the next 10 days, 20 days, like that's a lot of wear and tear on the equipment. And just from a gym standpoint, we're trying to protect our equipment as much like as we can. Right. So treat, try- it, treat it like you would as, as if you were the one that. Purchased yeah. It. I tell people that that the gym is my house. Like I spend more time there. So all the things in the house, like I try to keep all my stuff nice. Like I'm cheap and I don't want to buy, you know, new stuff all the time. Uh, so we're trying to protect that stuff and keep it as nice as we can for as long as we can.
0: Okay, but anybody that has followed CrossFit for any amount of time knows that dropping a barbell f- after yes. a lift is kind of well, part of the fun one, in CrossFit. number one, dropping an
1: empty barbell. Is oh, okay. like, that's like, whoa. Like, that's the first thing that drives me up the wall. <laughs> Two, dropping a kettlebell or a dumbbell, those are also important. But uh, we do have, uh, in CrossFit, we do use, like, plates. And if we're dropping the plates a continuous amount of time, it kind of, loosens the uh, the bearings or the kind of screws that hold them together and over time that can lead to the plates uh the plates breaking so yeah don't if you got less than 95 pounds or less than what is it what's 95 pounds 40 kilos if you have less than that on your barbell do not drop the bar from the top or drop it really at all right because those plates bounce on the ground and can shatter I, I'm saying that from experience because I've broken a few in my day oh have you oh yeah oh yeah the plates
0: or like the bars
1: oh no not the bars the, it's usually the plates oh, okay I've seen bars break too though wow <laughs> yeah okay. I mean it's just it's just a I would say etiquette that will keep your gym nice and keep your coaches happy and, so if
0: you want if you want to drop barbells lift heavier
1: is what you're saying yeah i mean i would it's, say it's anything, okay if it's you know if you, anything over uh, like 60 kilos you're safe to kind of drop it to the ground but right. but anything other than that like be careful Got just it. be careful because you might get the look of scorn from your coach <laughs> um uh, some other things that i think people need to know gym etiquette is when someone's about to maybe hit a one rep max or a heavy lift like don't walk in front of them like that that's that's kind of we i think it's an understood thing but maybe some people don't their line of vision like that kind of will distract them and could possibly end up injuring that human so maybe like wait or like go around them or like like not go into their line of sight because i could throw them off and and potentially injure them so yeah don't walk Or if them. they
0: have to drop it they may drop it on you
1: exactly i don't want to see someone drop something on any of anyone. So, safety is always a concern, huge concern of me, like the space between members when they're lifting, like that's important, dropping the barbells, like having an appropriate place to bail if they need to bail, like all of that logistics stuff plays in the safety, which is important for a gym too. So, be mindful of your safety. I know it sounds like something you've done probably hundreds and tens of, you know, times, uh, but the details, yeah. It can I, keep you
0: safe. Another equipment thing that I think also goes back to just being a uh you know a, a nice person a good a good gym member is I love it when I'm working out and I have to clean up some weights and there's other, mm. other people who maybe finished the workout before I did who come and you know grab a plate or grab my barbell I mean they don't have to do that because they've already put their stuff away they've done their work but I, I love it when people will come by and and help out and I try to do that whenever mm. possible you know help clean up other people's yeah stuff that's too. that
1: would be a good thing but like number one, just make sure your stuff get put, gets put away like, hey, you're
0: responsible for your own equipment. yeah
1: yeah you gotta clean up everything. <laughs> My favorite question is like, can we just leave this out for the next class? And I'm like, no. Like, I just like to make sure that my room's clean every time. I like that question. Though. Yeah, no, I guess <laughs> that one too much. That's silly. Like, yes, you need to put your box away. I know the next class is going to use it, but it's so heavy it, after a workout. It's, it's a workspace. <laughs> like, I need my workspace to be completely clean so I can operate. Yeah. You wouldn't go into a, like a wood shop with all the tools on the table, would you? That's true. I don't know. I don't. Some I've never, workshops <laughs> are that way. Yeah, some hectic. of them. Yeah.
0: So what if you're what if you're doing open gym stuff while there's classes? What's the hierarchy of how? Oh, yes. Juicy. Oh, juicy. Yeah, yeah, go. I don't even have to finish my question. You yeah. know exactly so what. I'm So basically,
1: Michael's ask. asking if there's someone that's not following the program in the gym and they're doing their own thing, which is fine and and that's amazing. Um, how kind of what should your thought process be as the open gym person? Um, I think number one, the class always has priority. Like they have priority over the equipment. They have priority over the space. They have priority over pretty much everything the light hits is theirs because at the end of the day, the the members are keeping the lights on. The members are, are what, what kind of generates the business. So I think like you give them the weights, you give them the space, you give them the pull up bar, like they are priority over you. And, and I, I, it's tough for me because sometimes I go back and forth between the two, like I'm the coach. And then sometimes I'm the guy doing open gym. Like sometimes I need to be out of the way and I'm always very present of like what the next movement is maybe even take a walk over to the whiteboard and look what the class is doing and do your best to kind of avoid them like don't be that guy like doing cleaning jerks in the middle of like a double under skill session like don't be the guy like doing you're one right max deadlift while everyone else is trying to back squat. Like be mindful of the plates, be mindful of the equipment, be just know what the class is doing so you can try to mitigate any type of uh kind of confusion or interaction.
0: Right. And go back to communication, you can always go in and go ask a coach, hey, here's yes. what I'd like to do today. How does that fit with what you guys are doing? I've done yes. that before.
1: Yes, that that works because that then the coach can tell you exactly like, Hey, we're not using that space. Hey, we're not using the rowers today, like feel free, but Communication is big there. Okay, um, and that's usually to my uh higher level competitor people. But yeah, stay out of the classes' way. Like I think in our gym that they generally do a good job. Sometimes, which we all can do better on. It's it tough when there's a lot
0: of people in there well, doing open yeah, gym well, stuff. But that's going no to happen. Uh, it seems
1: to to happen at the same time as the big classes. So like that's when we run into a little bit of issues. But yeah, yeah, and and they they're super mindful. And if like hey, we need that, okay, they're cool. Or they're 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 cool with moving on so right yeah so don't be that guy don't be that guy or girl that kind of takes the space of the class priority like you they they win every time like they win it's the classes that are the most important i think um another gym etiquette stuff Hmm. other than like put your like we talked about putting your equipment away um like congr like wait for everyone to finish the workout before you leave. Like that is huge for me. Like if you finish your workout and I understand stuff happens, you got to pick up your kids, like go, go like, but like, I think it's kind of like, it can make you seem like a bad member. If you finish your workout, you're ready to go packing up and then, you know, jessica still doing her double unders or her box jump overs and you're like okay bye see you later like
0: thanks for saying jessica
1: not michael <laughs> oh michael too but like whoever is that person is like cheer him on to the finish like whatever you're doing like you've got two or three more minutes to kind of like cheer this person on or or just be be there like i yeah. think that that really grinds my gears a little bit sometimes i'm like okay well i understand if you got somewhere to go but like i don't know it's tough right i think it it looks it looks bad i get that That's
0: a huge thing. Yeah. I've been on the receiving
1: end of people waiting around for me. So Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, well, (laughs) on some level I appreciate it on some level. I'm kind of like, Oh geez, they're all looking at me.
1: Well, I've definitely (laughs) been that, been that person as well. Like everyone's been that person finishing a rough workout and you're the last one on the, on the floor. I mean, sometimes it's in your gym. Sometimes it's on the middle of the stage of the Granite Games. Yeah. And everyone's watching you, and you're the last team, and you're struggling. And it, Oh, trust me. Everyone knows that feeling. So, like, you're never above that, that. You're never above being that person.
0: I do love watching the games or watching elite competitions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the no-name guy is just trying to finish. And, you mm-hmm. know, you got the big names just kneeling down right next to him, oh, yeah. just cheering him on. I think that is kind of – an indicator of the culture. It's of the really, CrossFit really to,
1: awesome to be the guy co- like cheering them on, but it's really shitty to be the guy still trying to work. And they're like, Oh my God, like this thing is so heavy. How did they finish this so fast? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a tough thing. And uh, honestly, I think another thing that we can do as, as members is just be an ambassador to your gym. Be, be nice. like tell people about your gym. Like if you like it, like don't be the crazy CrossFitter, but be like, yeah, like we do cool things. Like, you know, I don't know. Like yeah. be an ambassador for the gym. I, I don't. I don't know if we're comfortable using that terminology. How about but, an evangelist? <laughs> oh, I don't know what that is either. You watch your mouth in 2020. <laughs> a gym evangelist, a CrossFit
0: evangelist. Yeah,
1: it Kirk- means you
0: preach the word of CrossFit wherever oh, you oh, go.
1: Oh, good. In the Lord. in the streets, oh. at home, at <laughs> the just, church. There's just going to be people in the street. Like, have you ever been to CrossFit Fury? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, what's that guy talking about?
0: This is a tract. It's how to do CrossFit. Yeah.
1: Um. Another thing uh, is. Let yep. me ask a question about I'll another thing. Come okay, on. so
0: we talked about being a good ambassador slash evangelist slash representative for CrossFit. How do you, uh, what's the etiquette for managing rage?
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> like Asking
0: it, it, for a friend, huh? Asking for a friend. Like if someone is really struggling with double unders and they just had enough of it, uh, what's the level, how far can you chuck a jump rope before it gets <laughs> to be inappropriate? or it
1: goes to hyperspace. Um, I don't know, man. People get frustrated with certain movements and, and my position as because we know
0: swearing is not a problem in CrossFit. No, there's like, tons of swear there's no words. words you can't say. Yeah.
1: Except for the the music can't say it, but the people can. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when someone's getting frustrated, it's, I kind of see it as a coach coming to them and being like, hey, what's going on? Like, can I help? Is there anything visibly that I can give them a cue to kind of change that? Because like sometimes you're just missing something like something's just not clicking all the way through. And sometimes it's just one of those days and, like, you got to move on. like, maybe do half the reps that you're wanting to do. Instead of 100 double-unders, you do 30 or 40 or 50. But it's not supposed to be frustrating that much. Like, it's it's exercise. It's supposed to be, like I said, it's supposed to be fun. If it's not fun, if you're getting angry about your workouts, like – you need to kind of spend some energy and some time on
0: refocusing that energy. but And getting some counseling, probably.
1: <laughs> probably. I mean, if it...
0: You know, for me, it's always, it's just double-unders. I don't know why it's that thing. I think it's because it's so much effort to do it. And when you screw it up, it just takes so much out of you.
1: Well, I, if someone gets upset about double-unders, it's not about the double-unders. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ever see someone freak out because they spilled their coffee or like something minor and like, you're like, oh, it wasn't about that at all. <laughs>
0: So in 2020, I need some therapy counseling, probably, is what you're saying. We all
1: do, honestly, dude. Um, I would say participate in gym events. Like, if your gym's got cool stuff going on, like, go. Especially if you're new to the gym. Uh, Participating in those events will kind of create that framework for friends and and community and kind of do you mean like competitions or do you mean like just group hiking that all that too like uh like participating in like yeah going on a group hike or going to be a part of the staff for the uh competition coming up be you know i go- love doing
0: judging that's one of my favorite things to do actually
1: you like to Im- impose judgment on people i do wow i'm so judgmental no like <laughs>
0: I, I, that's a way for me to be a part of competitions that i generally
1: mm-hmm.
0: wouldn't be able to compete in yeah but I'm still there, and I still get to, like, encourage people. Well, and-
1: that really shows, like, the strength of a gym is, like, they're volunteers. Like, when it comes to, like, a competition, if they can band together and create a good team of volunteers that, honestly, are getting a, a shirt and a meal. Like, that's just a kind of a reflection of how awesome your gym is. There are people wanting to help. Yeah. Um. I, lo- <laughs> I don't know. I'm torn. I love. I love working. A local comp. Like, I like my own gyms competition, but you won't find me like volunteering for anything else like that. Yeah. Um, I, I can see on both sides of the spectrum when Riley has his, um, competitive hat on, Riley gets a little testy. Okay. He gets a little, uh, aggressive with judges. I see. I have in a past really? been known to heckle some judges. Not, not jokingly
0: heckle, but like no, angrily heckle. For real. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not, uh, uh, yeah, I'm minute. like, when that, when I'm so dialed in and so focused on what I'm going to do and, like, you miscount, like, or, like, something doesn't go, like, where I thought it was, like, I get a little heated. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask Tyler, Emma, or Rachel, like, during our last competition, it got a little weird. <laughs> but, like, come on, man. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah, we won't, I won't want to divulge on that. That's too fine. Much. <laughs> but, yeah, I have, been been on the receiving end and the the giving end of uh, feedback to judges.
0: Can I tell you one of my favorite things that I screwed up as a judge? Oh, kind of cracks me up because it was it was figured out. But I was judging A Z Masters last year, and there was a lady that was doing cleaning jerks, and for some reason, I counted her pounds as kilos. Like I I took her bar, I knew I knew a bar is thirty five pounds, so I counted that as thirty five kilos for some weird reason. So all of her lifts started with 35 kilos rather than 15. And by the end, people were like, dude, did she really lift this much? And I was like, yeah, man. And I found out that I was trading pounds for kilos. So if you're going to judge, if you want to do good gym etiquette, learn how to count. That's my, yeah. Right. That's well, my just advice. Just
1: like, no, if you're, if you're, if you're using kilos or pounds, like that's important. Yeah. Or counting is hard too sometimes.
0: Yeah. Uh, the person who i did that to has forgiven me so
1: good good i'm glad you guys have moved on from that we have good good so do's and do nots gym etiquette how to be a better member in 2020 we kind of covered a lot of topics here but if you had a pen and paper maybe write that down or maybe just focus on you know being more welcoming i think that's the overall theme of this one is like be be a good human yeah Gotta do that clean up after yourself i like to call this home training like <laughs> some people have great home training but some people don't have a good home training <laughs> right i am in, and i won't say names but <laughs> we we see it we see it um gotta be housebroken. yeah my oh, dude like i got so many you know stern talking to and physical altercations from my mother <laughs> but not having good home training like gotta you can make your that. bed every day yeah
0: that's that's a head shake, <laughs> head shake no, and a yeah <laughs> with his mouth.
1: Well, I mean, I'm the only one getting into my bed at night, so, like, who cares if it's made or not?
0: There's that's some, where I am Some that. people say that would be a well, big there's deal. Like a, yeah, I don't make
1: my bed. I should. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, is that an indication of what kind of person you are? We just were now a seven on the Enneagram test or whatever that is. I don't know what it was. Me either. I don't, what is up with that lately?
0: The Enneagram?
1: I yeah, don't know how to that, say it. Enneagram? Enneagram? Well, you can tell I'm out of the loop because I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, any closing statements on being a better member in 2020, Miguel? You know, I think you just,
0: I think with 2020, you just find one thing that you can work on because you don't want to, you don't want to have to just pile yourself up with all these resolutions and all these goals. Find one thing that you can do to be better. And like you said, I think the best thing is to be a good member by being inviting to other people and not close yourself off to new people because there are people who are coming in who've never, never done this. They might be scared. They may be nervous. They may, you know, You may be the
1: difference in whether or not they continue. Mm -hmm. You can be the difference. You can be the change you want to see. Like, you can be that. You can be that person. Change the world. Make it a better place. Sorry. In the words of uh, Ben Bergeron or maybe my friend Andres Carlesi. Michael Jackson. That's what I was singing. Oh, but if you try to catch five bunnies at one time, how many bunnies do you catch? Zero. If you try to catch one bunny at a time, how many do you catch? You usually see Hopefully, Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully one. Hopefully one. So limit your your focus, like focus on one thing at a time, execute that, then move on. Love you guys. I mean it.